Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. something just like Monday Night Raw I will start off with a promo said no one ever on this show that is anyways that's a segue <clears throat> Becky's promo was decent though I will admit ladies and gentlemen before I begin the show um, it is with an awesome awesome heart that Granny Holster if she listens to this show has converted to being an Oakland Raider fan since her Chiefs have disappointed her and she has now since converted to a New York Yankee fan. This, ladies and gentlemen, truly is a moment of bliss. Amen. This wonderful Wrestle Radio Network prayer has been brought to you by Crazy Incorporated, where straight jackets are the new in fashion. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the second co-host, the rotating co-host of Russell Radio Network. We've had more quarterbacks than the Oakland Raiders combined. Anyways, please welcome from Southgate, Detroit, Michigan, Lady Lynn. Hey, hey, B-Trade, what's happening? You know, I'm trying to figure that self. I'm trying to figure that out on my own, Lady Lynn. I was flipping back and forth between a very exciting Monday night football game. The Niners are no longer undefeated. We are now all in the equal loss column except for the Dolphins because they blow ass. Sorry, <laughs> you know, to those who I, – I really am – well, I'm excited now because you now have a fair playing field and no one's unbeaten. Anyways, folks, enough of well, I will get into this later because the title of the show is Monday Night Football versus Monday Night Raw, Battle Lines Drawn, and Omega Out. For those of you who did not catch AEW's Full Gear, um, well, I would go over the card, but that might take me half an hour longer than expected. But the the matches that I'm going to start right out the gate with, Omega versus Moxley in an unsanctioned match. I'm just going to tell you, after watching that 41-minute match that I posted on Russell Radio Network's Facebook page, they did some crazy shit, including mousetraps, Chains that are used in hardware stores. Um, let's see what else, folks. Thumbtacks, barbed wire, steel chairs, glass shards, and chairs. You want to talk about your deathmatch specialty between Moxley and Omega? I'm just going to start right off that match instead of dipping right into Monday Night Raw. I'll get to that shit later. AEW had their pay-per-view full gear, and the main matches that stood out to me, well, let's see. Santana, and I forget his tag team partner's name, sorry, but not sorry, because you guys look like the retarded version of the Steiner Brothers, just saying, um, versus the Young Bucks, Young Bucks lost, whoop the fucking do SCU retains their tag team championships against three other teams, again, whoop the fucking do um, let's see here, Jericho versus Rhodes was decent, Omega versus Moxley, yes. 
the women's match didn't fucking care because AEW lacks a women's division. Just going to say it. Um, Britt Baker, give me a fucking break. She could bore tea leaves to death. Sorry, folks, with the negativity starting out on Monday, on a manic Monday. It's just nothing but that. God damn it. When you work retail, the song Manic Monday gets stuck in here. And also, just point this out. When you work a Monday and you normally have them off, it kind of fucks with your brain. And it's so cold, ladies and gentlemen, in Brooklyn. I am like Lewis Black. I have not been able to complete a sentence in my own head. I find myself going outside, going to the wait for the B100, going, you know what? I should really fuck. It's cold. <laughs> hey, much better here in Southgate, B train. Let me tell you. I mean, what in the world? The Northwest, Northeast. It's like <laughs> Mother Nature decides to be on the rag. No offense to those of you who get offended, but Jeebus Christ. The person who said, and we're not mentioning politics here, global warming does not exist. I call bullshit. You know why? Because Mother Nature probably said, hold my fucking wine, asshole. And this is not a comedy routine, folks. I will get back to professional wrestling. Do not worry. It's full gear. Um, okay, so the big turning point was MJF turned on his own best friend, kind of had us fooled, you know, so AEW had a half-and-half card, they're like, half-and-half card, look, for all you curious listening to my show, I shall point out a few things that AEW lacks. Their lack of build between certain story arcs, they aren't young enough company, geez, private party, I agree with Jim Cornette. Looks like a bunch of bums that were found at a fucking frat party. They were just slapped into wrestling gear and then put into a wrestling ring. And Jim Ross, for I think those two are correlating some banter, you know, back and forth on social media to get attention. It worked, you fuckers. But no, I seriously, private party, the Lucha Brother. And SCU, you know, it's a three, you know, three-way tag match for the um, AEW Tag Team Championships. Riho defeated uh, her trainer for the AEW Women's Championship, which was a decent match. So maybe there's four out of uh, eight matches on the card that were fucking decent. Um, I will not go in. Like I said, I can't go into further detail because I only have 51 minutes left, and I have to. Uh, Mingle with my co-host. Why? Because I can. Jeebus is the new favorite phrase. Okay, so I have to say this. You know, Raw started out with a promo, but in, in regards to that, folks, Becky Lynch, if you notice, did a wonderful job of building people up and then saying, I am in it to win it. She didn't say it in those exact words, but she said, you know, I don't know what you guys have been thinking. You know, I am not just going to lay down. So Becky, Shayna, and then Bailey tried to come after Shayna Baszler. Kind of worked tonight. So Becky, or not Becky, Bailey made a statement during the uh, women's tag team championships match. Shayna tried to get involved and cost Becky and Charlotte the uh, tag team championships. I think, folks, because yet yeah, two weeks from now. Survivor Series in Chicago, Illinois. I'm just gonna say, it doesn't. For the first time ever, Survivor Series looks fucking promising with a mix of old NXT and now on the main roster versus new NXT. That's basically what this shit is, and I love it. Bailey versus Shayna versus Becky. Then you have the WWE United States Champion AJ Styles versus the North American Champion. Roderick Strong versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, come on. These are dream matches that are being lined up for all of us to see. But, uh, yes, the first match, it was a pretty good match with Kabuki Warriors, Kyrie Sane, and uh, Asuka versus two unlikely pair, you know, Charlotte and Becky. 
So, Lady Lynn, I got to get your thoughts on the first match on Monday Night Raw, and did it set the tone for the rest of the night? Well, B-Train, I got to say it, what a match. I mean, those two, they haven't worked together in a long time, I don't think. Becky and Charlotte, but their teamwork was almost perfect, and I really thought they had a chance that they were going to take the tag team gold. As for did it set the tone for the rest of the night, well, it set a pretty high bar, I'd say. I'm just a little bit disappointed by the interference. Oh, by by the interference. No, by Bailey. But I'm not surprised either. I'm not surprised either. Of course, Becky, or Bailey, sorry, has got to assert that she's the dominant female. (laughs) I. I'm making a prediction now for uh, Survivor Series, but I hope Shayna Baszler beats the ever-loving snot out of Bailey. I'd say whips her around the ring by her ponytail, but she chopped that off. So that's just a little fantasy of mine. <laughs> you know, there, there's a joke going around, and I and I discussed this with a well would-be co-host of mine, but I and him both agree that Shayna and Bailey, Shayna's the evil Bailey. It's just, it's really fucking funny to me that I just made that correlation in my own head and remembered. It's like the Scooby-Doo, uh, you know, reluctant werewolf or no, ghoul school. When Shaggy's looking in the mirror and the evil Shaggy is in the reflection, he pulls the good Shaggy into the mirror. Bailey and Shayna if they turn around and they're wearing the same style gear, you wouldn't know until Shayna turns her head around. And is that fucking piercing in her nose? And probably elsewhere. But point is, folks, you want a version of Badass from NXT and who heads the women division the last three years running? You're looking at Shayna Baszler. And I used to despise the bitch, but you know what? She's you know She loves the title bitch. Do you know why? She's beaten Mia Yim, Kyrie Sane. She came close to beating Asuka. Asuka barely, and I mean barely, skipped by her. Ember Moon, same thing. She, you know, Shayna does tend to make mistakes when she tries to go for the Karabuta clutch. So um, I'm pretty sure Becky and Bailey are quite aware of this shit. And they, you know, it's going to be fun to see how these three plan out the match and. And put things into perspective of how they, you know, whatever, whoever comes out on top is going to be huge because uh, so far it looks like um, main roster, it's a back and forth battle between NXT and them. Anyways, moving forward, folks, uh, McIntyre versus Cara, boring as fuck. I'm sorry. You need to find McIntyre an opponent that actually can um, give him a match, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, so 24-7 championship. Sunil Singh, or Samir Singh versus Archie. Boring, fuck. Changed the match, was watching football game. Andrade Cien Almas with Zelina versus Cedric Alexander. You know, it, it fails to mention in this review that um, Zelina Vega had something to do with this victory. But, oh, well, you know, who cares? Alistair Black. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, I love taking shots because... They're not mean. They're just suggestions. They're just things that I um actually not suggestions. That's kind of actually uh, what I saw. So, okay, Lady Lynn, when we both were watching side by side simultaneously, okay, Eric Rowan has something in his kennel of sorts, and I don't know what to, even Vic Joseph. I agree with Vic Joseph. I don't even want to know what was inside that kennel. For all we know, it could be a snake, it could be a cat, it could be tarantulas, a head. We don't know. It could be absolutely anything, B-Train, and I I tend to agree with Vic Joseph myself. I don't know what's in it, I don't want to know what's in it. It could be, like you said, it could be a a cat, a dog, it could be a raccoon, an opossum, a bat, a snake, a severed head, like you said. You know, it could be... 
It could be anything. And I'm I'm gonna guess it's probably not the severed head because whatever it was, I think uh, I think they said it was moving. So it's something alive, but I'm not sure I want to know exactly what. You know, I don't want to know either. And it, it, like I said, it, it, back in the day when Jake the Snake Roberts used to carry Damien in that big old potato sack that he used to carry down to the ring is very similar. I don't know if Eric Rowan knows Jake the Snake Roberts, but, you know, that's just, it's one of those things that, yeah, there's more than one superstar that carried an animal to the ring. I get it, you freaking smart. Look, if you have anything to say on Wrestle underscore radio on Instagram, you're more than free to. Also, at train 5000 on Twitter, Feel free to inbox me questions, dudes, dudettes, guys, gals, whatever, you know, you are. Email me, message me, dig it, and I will do my best to answer your question. Oh, Lord. Okay. The Viking Raiders beat Flash Morgan and, and uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews, the hometown boys in Manchester. I must say I was surprised that Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster – were able to mount any offense whatsoever. Um, you know, as small guys as they are compared to the Viking Raiders' size, uh, I, uh, you know, it was fairly decent, folks. Like I said, I don't mean to be boring and routine if you think that's what I am, but I must go through a format because it's been a little bit disorganized here. Um, I had to do some fixing, but Goodness sakes. Another six man tag. I just, and, and I'm going to point this out during off the rails, but Lady Lynn, I think I speak for some fans, not all, but what, you know, you give us a six man tag. And as one of the agents in WWE says, or used to say back in 2004, you know him as, what's up with that? I have to say I'm finding these six-man tag matches to be a little repetitive and a little redundant, too. I mean, okay, I get it. It's action, and that's what we fans want, action. But six-man tag, week after week after week after week, I can't even count the last time a main event was not a six-man tag. I mean, they can go back into the archives of Raw Replay, and I'm pretty sure, I'm not saying AJ Styles is a bad, you know, thing, but why is the scene, oh, wait, he can't travel overseas. My bad, I forget. But, okay, so when it gets to, you know, back to stateside for Raw and SmackDown Live, would it kill you guys to make a tag team championship the main event? A women's championship a main event? I mean, why? Okay, that's the other thing I wanted to discuss out loud. Um, lately, the women have been doing, you know, the first match because you want to get the crowd going. You want to get them pumped. I don't think placing them in the very first leg of the show is helping your cause. Uh if you want to put anybody in the curtain jerk position, why not put McIntyre because he blows ass as far as, you know, I'm, you know, not joking here. As far as entertainment value goes, I didn't see how everyone, okay, in NXT, they pawn and pine after anyone that has two legs and that could, you know, be getting empathy as a baby face. But um, he really, if you want to turn up the juice on McIntyre, this might just, like I said, in order to get a suggestions across, you might have to go over the head of Hayes and fucking Warrior. Do you know why? Warrior does so good for us. She's really good relation with other people. Says who? Like I said, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know, but I've heard a lot of bad things about Miss Warrior as far as professionalism goes in the locker room. So if the boys and girls don't respect you in the back, it's going to be a long, arduous process 
fire the bitch, please. Because not only her is responsible, you have okay, Alvarez is the coach of NXT, dude. I know that. I mean, I'm not trying to be a smart ass, but you have to get rid of the people who are out of touch with the fucking crowd. Otherwise, otherwise, people are just gonna tune into your show and go, "Oh my lord, what a chore!" Three hours of a fucking throwaway match set, you know. And I'm talking about you want specifics. R-Truth versus Samir Singh and Sunil Singh. Why does he have to be in a handicap match versus those two for the 24-7 championship? Can you not make one-on-one matches, dude? For real. Like, who was booking this shit? It cannot be all Vince McMahon's fault, and I've said this before. Monday Night Raw is hella interesting when you have chaos, bedlam, not all the time, but if there's an average, because I look at this shit right here, the very first thing you type in on Google, if you type in WWE Raw results, the ratings are a whopping 2.132 million. That is barely enough to keep your head above fucking water in viewership. Even though the new intro, the pyro, everything. I'm not saying it's all bad. But there has to be a point when you hire on writers that are not just college grads and they don't know shit about professional wrestling and they think it's a joke, that's why you're hired on Dana Warrior, Michael Hayes. We get it. And Jamie Noble and, you know, so-and-so. Bruce Pritchard is back for the story. And by the way, you guys, I'm going to just, before Lady Lynn puts her two cents in on this, Lana and Rusev. Please write that segment off of TV. (laughs) The Lana and Rusev drama again. Uh, E-Train, I'm confused. Were we watching Monday Night Raw or the Mari Povich show? Or the Jenny Jones show. I have have expected expected someone to come out to do a lie detector test. Yeah, that's the next step in this bullshit, and you know what direction they're going because they're like, oh, people are paying attention to Lana saying the word sex. Oh, people are paying attention to their fucking marital strides. So let's add, let's add the most random dude they can think of for the story, and they add Lashley, and they go, well, we got you talking about it. You got us talking about it, but it's in a negative connotation. So I know that we don't make you a dime, but we're the – okay, it's kind of weird. You took suggestions from every single fucking podcast. Quite possibly. Do you know why? NXT is not doing well on ratings, you know, on USA Network with 800,000 and 700,000 viewership, you know, from a million – you know, whatever, million point eight, whatever, million point eight seven three, and that was high numbers when it first started back in October, October the second, two thousand nineteen, to be quite specific. So, what I'm saying is, please put the Lana Rusev line, just cut it, snip it, cut the cord. We don't fucking care. Like I said, some of us wrestling fans that watched it since, you know, the early 90s from what we can remember, probably around 92, 93. Even, you know, the stories between Mr. Perfect and uh, actually Rick Rude, you know, putting the face of the dude's wives on his crotch, you know, that was more interesting than this bullshit. Who fucking cares? Get marriage counseling so you want to drag it out and put it, you know, as your job because you had nothing for Rusev and Lana and they were doing, you know, nothing except let's add, oh, she might be pregnant. Okay. Lame as fuck. So I guess what? I helped out Monday Night Football. Do you know why? Because it's so fucking boring. There's nothing. Nada. And I like, like I said, I keep quoting my favorite comedian, one of many, and I say to myself, Lana Rusev segment, 
fuck, I don't have enough breadcrumbs for the drive home. I'm I'm going to express something I expressed once before. Um, If I wanted to watch a soap opera, then I, I'd watch some daytime television. I want to watch wrestling and actually see some, you know, in-ring action. I wasn't paying that much attention at all to that drama, because I'm not really a soap opera kind of gal. I just flip the channel, folks, to be honest with you, and watch the Seahawks versus the 49ers, even though I'm a Raiders fan. I don't really, although it was kind of funny that the 49ers lost, but point being, if I'm flipping the fucking channel amongst other people flipping the channel, I bet you Granny Hulkster, I bet you she was flipping back and forth, you know, because she has told me before, when it was Lesnar and Heyman, you know, in the ring, Lesnar constantly won the title, he retained, nobody wants to watch that bullshit, so before AEW came, what did we all have to watch as fans? If we didn't have indie wrestling on Saturdays, we would have Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, NXT, so guys, this is just a suggestion. Quit moving the women to the back of the line. At least put them second to the main event like you did before because you were actually getting better results. Oh, by the way, off topic here. Uh, for the UK listeners, what's up, UK? What's up, Latvia? What's up, Indonesia? What's up, Australia? What's up, US of A? Mexico City, Italy. Wow. I not just kind of cool. So Osaka, how you doing? <laughs> What's up, Philippines? How's it going, Toronto? I love all these demographics that are coming directly to me. You also do us a favor and listen to us on Mondays live and living color, bitches. It is twelve fifty-seven in New York. Fuck my life. Anyway, I'm just a bowl of sunshine. Can't you just see? Although you can't see over radio, thank <laughs> God. This, this ugly mug. Anyways, um, so yes, point being, Bruce Athlana, can you guys please throw that story arc in the fucking trash and just have – actually, don't throw it now because you're just – you're writing constant bullshit with them uh, since you had nothing – for them to do, you could have made them power couple Lashley fucking a fair story coming later. I don't know. Said I'm not a part of the locker room. I just watch this shit, give you my objective points of view, and if you don't care for it, well, some I guess you do because I was the one not solely behind you know the writing and booking of this, but I in a roundabout way have been saying. If you want to make WWE Raw interesting and also SmackDown Live, you might as well include the black and gold brand for Survivor Series. I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say they probably knew or they didn't know. People have been saying this shit on their podcast. And you know something? I want royalty checks in some regards. Not really. I'm not that fucking petty. <laughs> I, I just feel I, I just feel kind of annoyed because some of my suggestions have not fallen upon deaf ears. They've actually come to fruition. Where's my check? <laughs> That's why I mean, like I said, folks, I'm not that petty. I'm just teasing and like it gets kind of annoying though when you say, Well, maybe they should do this and you see you watch your T V and you go, Oh fuck. They actually went through with the idea. Oh, I didn't expect them to do it because before, if we were to go back in time, WWE would not listen. But when ratings hit the fucking fan, now you do kind of have to pay attention as a company. They're not going out of business, dude, I guarantee you. WWE is not going anywhere anytime soon. They've just implemented NXT UK. They might be doing NXT Japan. And if they do that, all I can tell you is it's free fucking range. Before I go to Off the Rails Uncensored, folks, for Monday's edition of Wrestle Radio Network, 
Lady Lynn and I have stumbled across a really good ticket website. And for those of you bitching on social media, you guys are fucking retarded about this. Just gonna throw that out there. TickPick has no fees. Let me say that again. TickPick.com, when you buy the tickets to any concert, event, live event, or wrestling event, sporting event, or any event that's tied to TickPick, by the way, they are a third-party vendor. And by the way, Lady Lynn and myself are headed to the Royal Rumble in Houston. You can find your tickets on Ticketmaster or any available third-party site. But by the way, they're not as good as TickPick.com. No hidden fucking fees. And if I make traffic jump to TickPick, let me tell you, there better not be any goddamn fees or I will jam a toothbrush up my nose and brush my brain. (laughs) I'm sorry, that gave me the funniest mental image. I'm just saying, folks, I saw a comment on Facebook about TickPick that said, well, how are we getting value? There's, they, they're jumping up the fees. $184, dude, for two lower-level seats. And then I'm not giving away the deets of where we're sitting for um, personal protection purposes, but let me fucking tell you, if you get two tickets for lower level, and I have gotten great prices, my friends, for NXT, WrestleMania. Um, The only thing that you might, you cannot get access to would be the autograph tickets. You know, that third party is going to be high price for Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, so on and so forth. Oh, by the way, uh, WrestleMania tickets for Tampa Bay, at Raymond James Stadium. Go on sale. Travel packages available. For more information, go to WWE.com. Travel packages for advanced tickets in advance. If you have a Ticketmaster account, that is how you get those travel packages. But if you like doing what I do and separating all the flight, hotel, and wrestling. By the way, WWE does not have WrestleCon. If you want more autographs for the superstars that will be at Access, by the way, the majority of them are going to be at Con including the likes of Billy Gunn, Chris Masters, Road Dog, Jesse James, um, let's see here, Tajiri, Great Muda. A lot of the uh, Ring of Honor roster will be there as well, including the Gorillas of Destiny, Enzo and Cass. Um, autographs and prices will subject to vary with rhvideo.com. Um for those of you who have kind of abandoned your WWE Network subscription, you guys might regret it, or may not. doesn't matter. For those of you wanting to subscribe to the network, your first month is free, so you get Royal Rumble, WrestleMania 35, all the shit you missed for free. On top of that, if you do not have a debit or credit card, you must have a valid username, which is your email. You do not have the freedom of using a random username. So use your email and a valid password. Your first month is free. After that, you will be charged $9.99. But if you don't have a valid debit or credit card, Lady Lynn, would you like to tell the folks where they can pick up your WWE preloaded card? Indeed, I would be, trained. If you do not have a valid debit or credit card or you choose not to use them for online purchases, you can pick up a prepaid WWE Network card at your local GameStop, Walmart, Best Buy, Dollar General, 7-Eleven, CBS Pharmacy, and other stores that sell gift cards. Three months prepaid for $29.99. There's no activation fee. Three months free includes the major, um, would include Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, all the pay-per-views the, the train mentioned. Excuse me. Getting a little tongue-tied here. No commitment. No fees. And unlock thousands of hours of content, including original content, in-ring, pay-per-views, classic matches, what have you. 
And folks, like I said, you know, you can watch um, when Jerry the King Lawler referenced uh, Chiefs fans and Royal fans. He said, listen to these morons now. It's even documented. Even Granny Holkster's in denial, but, he, you know, Jerry Lawler did reference Chiefs and Royals fans. So, be, you know, just in supporting that out there, Granny is no longer a Chiefs fan, even though she puts memes up there. Don't let her fool you now. She, folks, is Granny Villain and Granny Raider, Granny Yankee. No objections, no objections. Here, here. All right. So, that being said, the following content is to be verbally blasting the subject for one fall, one fall. Introducing the verbal juggernaut, one of many, from many, one of many, but the only original Wrestle Radio Network podcast. The following content has expletive words not suitable for minors listening to this podcast. If you have minors that are listening to this shit and they repeat them, what I have said to their teachers or their peers. They get a slap upside the head. Enough of this nonsense about child abuse. Come on. All right. <clears throat> I am not promoting it. I'm just telling you what I say on this show is not to be repeated in a classroom, at the workplace, anywhere that involves a political rally and with speakers and microphones. Oh, yeah. By the way, Off the Rails Uncensored is a copyrighted podcast segment show. The originated date was March 7, 2016. Any use or likeness thereof of Off the Rails Uncensored as a title, you will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and fined $45 per each usage of Off the Rails Uncensored. All right. Uh, It's time to buckle up, fuckers, because it's time to enter my mind. Enter at your own fucking risk. Oh, and um, I can't promise anything, but, you know, I do not own the rights to Glasgow Cross, Nikki Cross's World Wrestling Entertainment theme, 2019 WWE CFO, all rights reserved. Hit the music, it's cold in this fucker. Hit it, hit it, dig it. It sounds they have turned Rusev into nothing more than the poster child of this is what happens when we have nothing for you. So is he going to start his own wrestling company or territory like Cody four years down the road? I don't know. It's way off of that discussion, but okay. So Survivor Series is coming up in Chicago. Now you have stories floating around and rumors circulating about the four horsewomen. Is is Ronda Rousey going to come back early? Is she just going to stay on the sidelines trying to have children? I don't not watch Total Divas, my friend. I do not. I have only seen clips and previews and Nia Jax talking about a problem, you know, with having gas from eating too much lasagna. So... I mean, there's so much things going on in the world of professional wrestling, especially Omega was, you know, tweeted on Twitter about not being able to compete because doctors told him he could not. 
How do I know this, folks? Because it's on his fucking Twitter itself. If you'd like to me to read the quote to um, confirm what he said, then fine. I will confirm it. Okay, God, holy crap. Critics hate me, but kitties are okay. Well, you know what? I don't think this is him. Oh, it is him. I lost and doctors won't clear me for TV. The problem is that you left me alive and I'll be back. I will win. Hashtag AEW full gear. Hashtag AEW. Uh, It has over like 16,000 likes, you know, and and 1,486 retweets and counting. And 544 comments and a partridge in a fucking pear tree. Look, when you rewatch the match between Moxley and Omega, here's my thought process on it. I'm not a deathmatch fan, but boy, this deathmatch tipped the cake. Mousetraps, thumbtacks. Both backs and legs and feet roasting on an open fire. Ice packs and bandages sitting right there. Right near Christmas and I'm already singing fucking demented Christmas carols. The point is, it was a match that made you go, what the fuck did I just watch? I mean, the thing, the entire duration of the match was like 41 minutes and some odd seconds. And I watched Omega and Moxley just completely destroy the fuck out of each other. Some may say that's what they wanted to see. Others may say, well, they wasted an opportunity. Okay, yeah, you try landing in a barbed wire glass bed, man. Or actually a barbed wire bed. That thing literally swallowed Moxley and Omega. Not just the barbed, okay, the barbed wire, they were pinned to it. Omega got up first, Moxley got up second. Let me just tell you what I, you know, if they keep doing special shit, will they be able to keep up, you know, the way, the rate they're going, AEW's going? Do you think that they can continue doing crazy shit like this at pay per views? Also, guys, MJF. Turning on Cody, did you really not see that coming? I mean, sure, he didn't win against Jericho, but that's because Hager kind of had something to do with that. And then the Calvary came down to help out Cody and still lost. So, I mean, I think it's a wonderful build in that regard. Um, The other matches really, some of them did not stick out at all. Uh, like you said, the, the six way or six man tag match for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Um, the private party, I'm probably going to, because a lot of people, you know, they love flippy, flippy shit and private parties, you know, flippy, flippy shit. They're originally from House of Glory, a promotion out east in Queens, New York. Um, let me just say where they were last I saw them and it smelled like a fucking strip joint and pee from the subway. So yeah, private party. They look great on paper, but they really should not at their height, their ability, they have ability obviously, but I argue with Cornette. They look like two seventies bums off the street. And I went back, you know, about four decades, but it's true. The dude who has the cornrows looks like Chris Tucker in Fifth Element. They look like uh, total ripoffs of how do I put this? If Velveteen Dream and Street Profits were to have a love child gimmick wise, that's who these two would be. They wrestling and sometimes they. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to focus solely entirely on. Uh, how do I put this? Lana Rusev or Private Party. I just want to say it confuses me, folks, with this number. Okay, I'm going to read to you something that kind of bothers me, and it's just like 
Monday Night Football should not be beating Monday Night Raw, but with the game tonight, look, November 4th, 2019, after, okay, so WWE news results of Jermana fakes pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. So it says, Okay, uh, it says WWE Raw aired live from Manchester, England as a radioactive seventh that went viral for all the wrong reasons, left up or down, blah, blah, blah. So Walter, you know, okay. Last week's prior episode remained even with the week prior, drawing 2.136 million viewers. Going ahead with the rare enticing matchup of Monday Night Football. Oh, jeez. Okay. So, it's a steady 2.3, 2. 2.2, 2.3, 2.1. 2. A lot of, like, question marks. Okay. The key competition was Monday Night Football. The, the Addle versus the 49ers. Um, least viewed... The Viking Raiders versus the East Hampton Bowl. Okay, that was like last week. But dear Lord, most viewed Brock Lesnar, Malls, Dio Madden. That got three million five hundred three three hundred thirty one views. You know, folks, that's the best thing that ever happened to Dio Madden. Do you know why? That dude is never really stood out on Monday Night Raw. Never says anything. Puts his head down. Works really hard. But, and I repeat, he is about as entertaining as, um, what's the, okay. He's about as entertaining as when your grandparents used to take you out to their church and then told you afterwards, you get you some ice cream and then you go to sleep. Now, it's special when you go for ice cream, but when you take a nap, that's just boring as fuck. Okay, so YouTube viewership, 13,992,784 views. So that's an improvement. Now, they need to get that number, if they can, to Monday Night Raw when it's live on air. That's a fucking problem, folks, because Monday Night Football has had average ratings of 10 million or more viewers tuning in to watch football versus tuning in to watch wrestling. Do you know why that is? Because wrestling, now you have Wednesday Night Wars with AEW, you know, and NXT. Monday Night Wars are between a football fucking, really a football fucking game versus Two guys or, you know, now six guys beating the fuck out of each other. I'm going to say this nicely. Six-man tag matches. Oh, six-man tag matches. Because we can't do one-on-one. Because Lord only knows people's attention span goes straight to the piece of glass and text message machine called cell phones. I am addicted to this piece of glass. We might as well glue it to my hand. Okay, but during wrestling... Or any sporting event, I'm usually trying to pay attention to the game. If it's football, baseball, if it's wrestling, if I'm at an event in Barclays, I will pay attention if you are interesting. If you are boring, I will be twiddling on my phone. I will still watch you time to time glancing up from my book, on my phone that is. But um, things that you know really need to improve is... Getting people to tune into your show because the demographic for Monday Night Raw is very scattered with 18 to 45 year olds being the demographic that's really highly fucking important. I mean, if you get over a million, you're doing your job right, but this is Monday Night Raw, a show that's been around for almost 30 years. 1993 was the flagship episode of the longest weekly episodic running TV show in history. Because I yawned, that's how I felt through some of the show, because, you know, 
showman's not there. You know, they were in Manchester, whatever. I was happy to see Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. They're one of my favorite tag teams because they're, you know, they're obviously underdogs because of their size. Um, it felt like, you know, the Viking Raiders were not facing extras this time. They were facing smaller guys, but hey, you know, they, whatever the outcome is, I guess really doesn't matter, right? Because I'm going to look up NFL ratings just to make sure my numbers are correct. NFL Monday Night Football ratings. Not might, might. NFL Monday Night Football uh, ratings. 2019. King messed up and said Flash Gordon on air. And it was kind of funny. He had a longtime rival with El Ming. And he's like, Vic Joseph out loud King. That's not Flash Morgan Webster. That's Flash Gordon. <laughs> I think I must have missed that. Yeah, it was it was uh the squash matches I like to put it with the Viking Raiders and um Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. They didn't okay, NXT UK didn't get a pop, but they did really the crowd really did pop for Walter versus Seth Rollins. Imperium of course will follow Walter, so you know, not for the umpteenth time to say this, but uh if Moxley you know was not a part of AEW and Roman was part of Monday Night Raw they would have exacerbated the or not exacerbated they would have overdone for the umpteenth time the shield reunion and i think that that story got so goddamn recycled that's a different story for a different day let me tell you something, folks. This cold messes with your brain, but it's still I'm still focusing. Monday Night Football basically took over in that entry, kind of, not really. I actually watched the match with Imperium um, versus Alexander Wolf, Marcel Bartel, Fabian Eichner, and Walter. I'm just waiting for when NXT UK faces NXT stateside because, yeah, Worlds Collide doesn't count, dude. Yes, they faced one another, but at the same fucking time, I don't know why they wouldn't do a takeover with, you know, having a war games for the women, but also for the men. I would put Imperium versus Undisputed because I want to see how well that would turn out. But anyways, back to my, you know what? It says here, overall viewership across CBS, Fox, NBC, ESPN, NFL Network has averaged 15.76 million. That's up from 2017 season. So, okay. Monday Night Football hit season high viewership with Dallas Cowboys and New York Giants. Um, so even though that was a lopsided win, I wonder what the numbers were because that had to fucking decrease, so it says pulling in a 4.5 rating among adults 18 to 49 and 14 million viewers last night. So, holy fuck. This is something I never thought I would see, but um, Monday Night Raw is losing to a bunch of dudes playing in pads. And entertaining the masses, you know, Monday Night Football. By the way, next week, I don't know if I want to watch Raw or a supposed kingdom go to war with the Chargers. I think I will go flip back and forth because of my intrigue to hope that the Queefs lose. So, <laughs> so Granny... You know, I know you jump ship, so don't you lie. Don't you lie, dear, about, you know, being in denial. 
I heard, you know, Granny's, you know, she was in tears. She burned all of her chief's gear. She put it in a trash can. And they confused her house, you know, for arson because of all the chief's gear she had to burn, including her chief's earrings, you know. She said she'd be cheering heavily against the chiefs on Monday. I heard her. Even though she's going to kick her phone, and not kick her phone, but say, even she's probably going to message me after I send her this podcast, but. The point is, folks, if if they are getting uh, like two million more viewers than Monday Night Raw, I mean, hey, two million. How, who can say they have a show that has two million viewers? But at the same time, you're like, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, the numbers don't fucking lie, and they went down from two point three to two point one. In the span of a whole week where they had time to get the fucking roster up and running. And making – you have to put something out there that the fans are going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. It sucks that Bray Wyatt cannot fucking travel. But now we're intrigued what's in Eric's fucking kennel or whatever. What the fuck does he have in there? That's the question. Also, folks – You want a good wrestling show? Just tell us a story and not overdo one like Lana and Rusev. Oh, she finally lost her accent, but when she's trying to make emphasis with Rusev, she all of a sudden gains back the Bulgarian or the Russian accent. Honey, do you need to bleach your hair more blonde? People knew you were not from Russia because that accent was so Borat-like. It's just, okay, Folks, I know she's intelligent because obviously she has a career and I don't, but are we for sure about that? She just seems like she's stuck in the era of attitude. That was not a bad show to be on, but um, at least during that time period in wrestling, we didn't have any qualms about saying, you know, Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. Or if they had a story, a love story, it'd be either really funny, you know, Mae Young giving birth to a hand, anyone? Or, you know, Trish Stratus and Vince McMahon having an affair as a story. Uh, Let's see, what else? Um, Lita and (laughs) Lita and Edge. The whole, you know, wedding and Kane popping out from under the ring and pulling Edge to hell type thing. Oh, yeah. My personal favorite. When Stephanie McMahon was, in quote, drunk and brought to a marriage drive through in Las Vegas and married her future husband of her, of her world, Triple H. God rest your soul test, but my God. Those stories were more fucking entertaining than the bullshit that we have seen. You know what happens? Hmm? When you come up with the same bullshit we saw in 1999, 2000, 2001, 2002, hmm? Do you know what happens when I don't have enough bubbly to finish the show, hmm? I got a ticket! That's not what it's just, man, I didn't get a speeding ticket. I have an actual ticket, folks. It's, you know, Royal Rumble, TickPick.com. Cheap plugs, I know. You know what happens, hmm? When you, over, when you overuse a story and drag it out to make it look like a fucking Maury Pulver show slash Jerry Springer... Hmm? You know what happens? WWE Creative? Some of you just made the list. <laughs> now there's a phrase I haven't heard in oh, quite some time. Here's the thought. When you're trying when you're trying too hard to press the issue. Lashley's a good dude. Rusev's a good person. Lana, I don't know, honey. You you can't wrestle, and nor can you valet. I mean, you can, but I'm just I don't know anymore. I give up. I honestly, that's why Monday Night Football gets ratings is because of that one fucking segment. It lost viewership. Quit doing it. You would think someone would learn their lesson is, you know, making Lesnar champion. It took that, you know, 8 million subscribers from WWE Network, by the way, from June to July. 
from July to up now up to now, the viewership, the subscription ranking has come significantly down to now. It was up at nine. Now it's back down to seven. Uh, that was lost. So they did decrease something, but you know what, folks? If you want an entertaining story, just tell us the fucking story. It doesn't have to be long. It just has to be beat someone in the face or kick them in the face or kick them in the gut. Throw, you know, throw a punch that makes us go, damn, son, or a clothesline that makes us go, I don't want to take that. Or, you know, throw, just be interesting with your intriguing with your character. Why the fuck? All these backstage fucking promos and vignettes, it just confuses the hell out of the people trying to enjoy just a wrestling show. No one, you know, went over my fucking time. But you know something, folks? Here's the deal. WWE now has competition, now Hunter said. In a statement, I think it's good for both sides because it gives the fans a new look. It gives the fans choice with AEW and WWE, and that's very true. That's why I've always been behind Hunter 100%. He knows what makes him interesting. I don't know why we're forcing certain things. Like, for example, the whole R-Truth, you know, having to chase after a title that means nothing in the 24-7 championship. Uh, the women being first of the card because you think that's going to jolt the crowd and get them excited. It does, but it also hinders and hurts them when you put them where you put them. Okay? And if Monday Night Football is beating your ass in ratings, you're doing, you're absolutely doing something wrong because I believe the WWE is a work, obviously, but the NFL is one big giant Fucking piece of work, you know. The Niners, the Patriots, they work. The Niners work hard. The pa- the Patriots, they don't. Okay. I'm also going to say my piece. You know, Omega's out with an injury. That doesn't mean you know they can't do a next man up type thing in AEW. But I think AEW is doing okay, but they're lackluster in the women's division. Britt Baker's. Not who I would picture to be challenging Rio or, you know, vice versa. And there's other parts to this whole shindig. Paying attention during a three-hour show. Again, decrease the hours. Maybe I need to say it four weeks in a row so I actually take credit for one of my and others' podcast ideas. Any place, folks. That'll do it for tonight. Um, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say tonight about AEW, WWE, and various other things, well then, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Lady Lynn... And if you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, call me whatever you feel like calling me, but don't call this lady crazy. Although I did crazy chicks, so um anyways. Anyways. <laughs> uh huh. For those of you who know this is one thirty three in the morning where Lady Lynn and I live, so uh stay warm. Do not drive in this bullshit. If you have to, go to work, make your money like all of us have to do. Uh, Tune in on Wednesday for Off the Rails Uncensored. I have set days now, Mondays and Wednesdays. If you are a guest, I will adjust my days. I have open days. If you call me during the day, you are plum out of luck. And for more scheduling information, please message me through Instagram, wrestle underscore radio, or you can message me through Twitter. And I will set up a time for you, wrestlers, males or females. The number is 213-943-3422. That's 213-943-3422. I will message you deets if you want to be a guest. And believe, believe, believe that's all, folks. I am fucking tired. So can you tell by my voice? 
my inflection and my pretty, pretty voice. It is pretty. It's not a chicken. It's my voice. It's my party, and I die if I want to. Well, actually, no, that would really suck. Anyways, folks, enough of the graveyard symphonies. Time to go to sleep, fuckers. Good night. Love you all. Thank you all for listening right here on Russell Radio Network Monday. Dig it. Personality, the cultural personality.